Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. Season game number one for the Denver Broncos, at least. The rest of the league will get started with them. The game is on NFL Network uh, tomorrow uh, evening, 8 o'clock locally. Uh, We have the depth chart for the first time, and we haven't really talked about it yet. All right, I know other shows have. uh, We just haven't yet. By the way, we got some games tonight. I don't know if you uh, saw that. Uh, on the NFL Network. Looks like the Houston Texans at the New England Patriots. Who are we betting? Um, Who are we betting? What's the bet uh, for tonight? Uh, we can pull up some numbers here. Yeah, find that. And then uh, Minnesota just, at Seattle. Yeah. Okay. We got to find something. Whether it be over, under, or, you know, we could do the uh, the Calvin Ridley parlay. The Calvin Ridley parlay. Okay. The, so. the Phil Mickelson eight-legger. Ooh. Ooh. We're going to talk about Phil here in a little yeah. bit. <laughs> Just a Billy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. Ooh, he was a de- degenerate, but damn. Right, dude. Billy. Oh, wow. my God. And I believe it. Oh, I believe every second yeah. of it. All I, right, we'll get into that in a yeah, second. Yeah, yeah, we will. It looks like tonight on the preseason front, um, the Patriots are at home a three-and-a-half-point dog to Houston, which is a little bit different. But uh, it's preseason. Who's who's starting for the Patriots? Who's starting for Houston? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, my guess is that um, uh, Houston's going to play some starters and right. New England's not. Exactly. All right. Um, Minnesota visiting Seattle. Seattle a three-and-a-half point favorite. Um, what's your guess on how Pete Carroll is going to handle his starters? No clue with Pete. You know, I, I, I don't know. That's, that's why it's hard to bet these things. Uh, you don't know who's going to play. I don't know what their third-string quarterback looks like. A lot of times that's what it comes down to. No doubt. Um, so probably just maybe do an over-under or just stay away from it. Well, it could be Drew Lockton. Could be. You know, could be Drew Lockton. He's a backup, right? He's the backup. He's the so second string. So how much string. does he play, and, and then how, who's the third stringer? His name's a Holton uh, Erlers. Yeah. I, I do not. I'm not, not, not familiar. Yeah. He's Carolina rookie. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, depth charts out, though, for us. Yeah, man. Let's, let's let's just go through it. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Russ is your starting quarterback this year. All right. Okay. Javante Williams still listed as the starting running back. No surprise there. No, no. I mean, there, no. There's 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 really, um, you know. I mean, we don't have to go through all the starters. Um, we can just go through the surprises. I mean, I think when you look at Javante, that that's not a surprise to you, is it? No. Right. Um, they listed a fullback. They did. Michael Burton. I think he makes a football team. Feels like that. Yeah. He's out I there mean, every day getting featured. Uh, and that's kind of what Sean Payton, you know, and, and we just had Brock in here uh, who overstayed his welcome um, by a couple segments, but it was still good stuff. <laughs> um, he, uh, uh, like, Brock, Brock is kind of solidifying what we thought early on, that this is probably going to be a run-heavy football team. Right? And, and we want to power, 
Um, we want to bring, you know, uh, be a physical football team. Well, you need a fullback on your team to do some of that stuff. And and this guy, look, I mean, I've seen him catch a few passes out there too, so yeah. it's not a big stiff fullback. Uh, so I'm expecting them to make the football team. I, I think, look, the offensive line is who we thought it was going to be. You got Jerry, Judy, and Cortland Sutton as the wide receivers. It's a tight end. You know, I, I, you got Adam Troutman um, as the starter, and you got Greg Dolch at um, uh, the backup. What did you make of that? Uh, you know, I was minorly surprised, even though Cecil told me I shouldn't be surprised. Right, and you're a fool if you were surprised. <laughs> That's what Cecil told me. We were walking down the stairs, and I was like, no, Cecil, I was surprised. He's like, you know, only fools would be surprised by that. I was like, ooh, Cecil, I'm, I'm surprised by that, man. <laughs> I'm like, I guess I'm a fool, huh, Cecil? A um, couple different things here. On paper, Greg Dulcich should be the starter. Greg Dulcich was a uh, you know legitimate draft pick, a top 100 pick, third round pick, who stepped in the league and produced right away, like like right away, it missed the whole off season and still found a way to haul in 33 receptions over 10 games for over 400 yards, had the same amount of touchdown grabs as Cortland Sutton in every other game for the worst offense in professional football. Every other game on average, Greg Dulcich had an explosive play. Explosive plays were really hard to come by. Greg Dulcich should be the starter here on paper. But then if you're out at camp and you see how much Troutman is being featured, it, it makes sense on that front. So how, how, do, I, how do I make sense of, of these two things? Yeah, I think, um, I think it's message being sent. That's what I think. Now, I don't know if it's message being sent directly at Greg Dolchitz that um, – you know what? Uh, you're getting a little bit too big for your britches type of situation. You haven't done, you know, anything in this league, buddy. Uh, or if it's a message being sent to the offense. And this is just the position that they're they're doing it with. That, hey, you know, like Brock was saying, this this is my show, guys. Speaking of Sean Payton here. This is my show. Right? Russ, you're only getting four reps. And we're giving everyone the same amount of reps. Ah, don't you, 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 we're going to put you as backup to start this thing. You know, you thought you were all this and that coming off that decent rookie year. Eh, you really haven't done anything. Mm. So prove it. Go out there and prove it. So I, I think it might be a little bit of a combination of both of those things because Dolchitz is a better player than Troutman. He's the better player. Why are you looking at me like that? He's the better player, okay? You're looking at me funny. What? What? Do I have something on my head no, or something? No, Goodness. no. It's that plain old okay. face. Oh. <laughs> it's that same old log I've been looking at for six and a half years. No, uh, I, w- I want to make sure you mean what you say. Okay. I know that Greg Dulcich is the better pass catcher. Right. I know that Greg Dulcich is the better athlete. Yes. Is Greg Dulcich the better football player between the two? Yes, because he's the better pass catcher, and you, you, that's what you need. Like, if you say, oh, who, okay, who would you rather have on your football team if you could only pick one of those two guys? Greg Dulcich. You answered my question then, right? He might not be as good a blocker, but he's a far uh, better, far, way better, way better pass catcher. And uh, he just brings more to the table. So I guess it depends on what you want to do. So I I think, um, like Sean Payton said, he he said this yesterday, look, everyone kind of brings, these tight ends bring a little bit uh, something different to the table. Mm -hmm. And when you look at Troutman, he's kind of that guy that does both things decently. Yeah. 
And Dolchitz, you know, obviously catching the football, not as good blocking. Man Hurts is, you know, strictly a blocker, doesn't catch very well, um, doesn't provide much in the passing game, I should say. So I, um, I, I think you'll end up seeing, you know, kind of a split, maybe a third, a third, a third for these guys, something like that. And you'll see some games where maybe Troutman plays 40 plays and Dolchitz only plays 10 and some games where Dolchitz plays 35 and Troutman only gets five and Man Hurts gets 10, something like that. So... They're very interchangeable as far as it's a week-to-week type of thing. And we don't have a Travis Kelsey. Let's just put it that way. We don't have a, a Shannon Sharp who can block and also uh, catch the ball and be dynamic in the passing game. So, you know, right now we'll, we'll see how it plays out. And I think, you know, he's probably a little bit of a message of Dolchitz. Go earn it. Keep showing Show us something. Right? Well, what kind of camp has Dolchitz had? Been fine. Been fine. I mean... I look overall as an offense, you know, passing offense, it, it's been fine. Yeah. Um, it started off struggling, and, and over the last four or five days, it's gotten better. And, um, but I, I don't, I can't tell you off the top of my head, like some great plays that Dolchers have had. He hasn't, like, stood out to me, but I, I don't, I, I can't really recall any drops that he's had no. or any negative plays. No. Watching him out there, he still moves very well. He does. You watch him, and to me, it's like we can't afford to lose that guy. I think I told you that. We might have had a segment on it. I'm just like, we can't afford to lose that guy or our passing game is going to take a serious hit. Uh, Putting on my devil's advocate hat. Perfect. Um, Sean Payton, uh, a lot of signs are pointing toward him running the hell out of the football. And when Greg Dulcich is on the field, more oftentimes than not, it may be a tell that it's a passing play. Could And and, and when he talked about Troutman, um, he's like, you know, he's got a good route tree, but he can also block. Is it like... I'll take a B minus as a pass catcher as opposed to maybe an A minus. I'll just give Dolphins that designation. Like, and go from A minus to a B minus in that, but I know he's B plus in this, and I'd rather have a B in both things than an A minus and a C minus. Yeah. Um, I, I, that's probably uh, a little bit how he's looking at this thing. And uh, also sending a message to the younger guy block better. If you're not going to block on this football team, I, I right, can't put right, you out there, right. you know, as, as much as I should put you out there. You'll be out there maybe in our three wide sets when it's third and five. You might be our third down tight end, right? You know, you'll be our two-minute tight end, things like that. But I can't put you out there on a play-by-play basis because you don't block good enough. So what? You know what? Go work on your blocking. Improve your blocking. It's important here. And I think this is what it is. It's a message being sent. Hey, look, if you can't block, all right, well, you're going to have a limited role with us. It's, It's Sean Payton putting his foot down and sending a message. That's the way I view it. I mean, do you? I mean, could you? Say I think that? that's super reasonable. I, I, I really do. Uh, with everything you're saying there, my question is: When we get to, by the way, one month from today, one month from today, it's going to be almost halftime of the first set of games on a Sunday. Oh wow! Sunday, September 10th. It's August 10th today. Um, I'll be spraying the board uh, like a wazarike and oh. just. Oh. Looking at my futures and cooking ribs, and oh. I, I, I just cannot wait. I cannot wait. It's unhealthy how much I'm looking forward to NFL football um, and college, for that matter, on Saturdays. Um, by week one, is Greg Dulcich the starting tight end? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Um, I just think it's Sean Payton's show, and like Brock was saying, he's he's kind of letting everyone know uh, who's running this ship? Who's the captain? And um, and like it's not a position that you know you're going to keep that guy in for 20 straight plays. 
for the whole game. Yeah, they're interchangeable. Yeah, you'll see Dolchers come in. Maybe the second play. Maybe the third play. Maybe the fourth play. And he can play a lot. So, but I think it's more of a, um, I think it's more of like, hey, Troutman's his guy, right? They were they were in New Orleans together. They were, and you know, Dolchitz, you got to earn this thing. Block better. Well, I'll, I'll say this: if um, if this continues to play out this way, this is another bad day for someone over there at the facility. It's George Payton, who just drafted Greg Dulcich with the 80th pick last year's draft, who comes out and has a good start to his career, and then you have the new coach come in and replace him with. Adam Troutman, who on paper you know has never even had a 270-yard season, let alone 400-and-something yards out of the gate, explosive plays, multiple touchdowns. Uh, like Dulcich had half the career touchdowns in his first year in 10 games than Troutman has had in three years as a professional football player. Um, I, I, I can't imagine this is a good feeling for, for George. Just another kind of well, layer. I'm not ready to go there because, like, he wasn't, you know, a top 10 pick. He wasn't a first-round pick. And he's still a good tight end, you know. I mean, he can still provide a lot to the Broncos. And, you know, week four, he might be the every-down tight end. And I, you know, I, I don't want to just uh, look at this and say that Sean Payton is, you know, that Greg Dolce is in, is in Sean Payton's doghouse. I don't, I don't want to look at it that way. Um, because I, I think it could just be like, hey, I want to humble this guy a little bit. I want to I want to send a message to this guy um, because his blocking needs to get better, and he needs to put more into it. Um, but I don't necessarily see it as a a um, direct um, like a, a a bad look to you know George Payton because of the misses in the draft. Because I still think Dolce, you know, they'll, they'll find a, they'll find a place for him because they don't have a, a guy that can can do what he does in the in the passing game. So I think. Um, that's a that's a positive there. I, I still think Dolce is a positive for George Payton. I hope so. Yeah. Um, he I, I've been as bullish on Greg Dulcich um, as I think anyone. I mean, I was just so impressed with him. Uh, you know, coming out of the gate as a rookie for all the factors that we understand: slow starting position, starts on IR, finishes on IR, and popping like right away. His first game, he popped. But what changed? Something changed because a month ago before camp started, Sean Payton is going out of his way to talk about how Dulcich is representing the traits of the Jokers of, of years past in his offense and isolated some guys like it's not going to be the wide receiver. It's a tight end or a running back and kind of went through the years of like it was this guy here in this era of Saints football is this guy here. And he shows those traits. And if you're if Sean Payton, who has been slow to Praise, sort of like sort of Fangio in uh, a little bit, um, which James used to say Fangio throws around compliments like manhole covers. Like he just doesn't, he's not going to go out of his way to just gush over guys like Hackett did a year ago. He'd have to like catch his breath in between praising guys. Payne's been the opposite. So when he went on the record for Dulcich the way that he did, and now he's not, uh, and you do, you have, you have some of that. Okay, here's, uh, here's, here's Sean Payne. You know, the Joker player for us is, it's not a receiver. Um, it's it's either a running back or a tight end with exceptional ball skills, and and then you know you you can work matchups. And and we've had that at the ru- running back. Reggie Bush was a joker. Darren Sproles, Alvin Kamara, those were all unique players, not just in the running game, but they had passing game skill sets that allowed you to do multiple things. I think I think Greg does too. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, well, what's changed is they put the pads on, Zach. They didn't have the pads on back then. They weren't hitting. They weren't blocking, right? Now they're blocking. Now Sean Payton's like, oh, you got to improve your blocking, buddy. Remember all those compliments I, I gave you? Maybe you got a little bit too big for your britches? Nah, I'm, I'm going I'm to take you down a notch here when that first depth chart comes out. And so I think that's that's all that's happened here. I, I still think he could be that guy. Um, and he's the only tight end that could be that guy, certainly. So um, I, I'm not, I haven't lost all hope for, like, Greg Dolchitz being a big part of this yeah, football yeah. offensive football team this year. Was it altered at all? Was your view of Greg Dolchitz's 2023 altered at all by the depth chart? Um, No, not right now. Okay. Not right now. I still got high hopes. I still think he's going to have a, a really good year. And I'm looking at, you know, 600 to – you know, eight hundred yard type of season, four, four, four or so touchdowns. I mean, that's what I'm looking at with Dolchitz. So, him coming in as a second behind, you know, the backup behind uh, Adam Troutman, uh, first depth chart. I'm not going to overreact to that uh, right now. Like I said, I, I think it was just a message being sent from from Sean Payton, um, and it was sent to Greg Dolchitz for whatever reason. I don't know if it was a message directly to Dolchitz or a message to the offense. Mm. Like, hey, blocking is important. You got to be, you got to be able to do a little bit of everything here. Wide receivers, you got to block too, right? All this stuff's important. You can't just be a pass receiving tight end. You got to get better at this, uh, Dolchitz. So, I just think kind of that's where 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 Sean Payton's at. Um, and I'm not going to read too much into it. I'm not going to let it impact my view of of, of Dolchitz uh, right now. Great. Uh, our analysis of training camp 2023 is presented by ROX Rocks Heating and Air. Here's Sean Payton from Monday talking about the depth chart. Well, we have to. All right, so it starts with that. We have to. Patrick will put it together, hand it to the coordinators. They'll hand it to me. We'll tweak it, and then just understand we can't write it in pencil, but it's in pencil. It's in pencil. There you go. You can erase it. Um, and certainly it's in pencil, right? I mean, a lot of things are going to be changing week to week. That's just the way it goes. So you got to put someone down, but it is telling, you know, who you put down in certain positions. And he did have Adam Trotman uh, starting over there behind uh, in front of Dolchitz. But then, you know, you, you dig a little bit deeper, Zach, mm. and it's... you got to dig pretty deep. Yeah, you get to, you know, Albert O. Mm. And um, it's just, it's not looking good for him. And, you know, his career was re- resurrected by uh, Jerry Rosberg. Yeah. And, you know, um, it, it a lot of, there, there was a lot of people that were on that bus also, Zach, that all of a sudden are like, you know, Albert O just doesn't have it. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Y'all are the ones that were saying how great Jerry is and what he saw in Albert O and he's going to get the best out of Albert O and then now Sean Payton's going to do it. You know, I'm like, whoa, whoa. Uh, how quickly uh, a lot of media members ha- have changed their view of Albert O uh, now that he is, you know, fifth on the depth chart. Um, you know, I've told you all along that he just, you know, he's uh, unfortunately when you watch him, well, he's an awful blocker. Right. Start he's an there. awful yeah. blocker. Yep. At at six five, what is he? Six five two sixty. Yeah, he can't block, and that's just the truth. Right? That's not a shot at Alberto. He can't block. He's an awful blocker, and it's like, oh, you can't be that big, and be that terrible of a blocker. Right? You're not going to play. And although he runs like a four four forty, he does. It's it's straight line speed. Okay. And, um, you know, when he gets going, he can go, but it takes him like 15 yards to get going. It does. It's like, right? a, it's like a train. So he's a big tight end that's not explosive, um, and that's not going to get provide a lot in the passing game, even though he's fast. 
I don't know. It, it, it seemed like it wouldn't make sense, but it does make sense. Yeah. Like when you're working that middle of football, you got bam, 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 in and out of breaks, in and out of your cuts, right? You got to get going quickly. All that stuff matters, right? And when it takes you a while to get going and, and you don't get in and out of your breaks very well, and plus you're a bad blocker, dude, you know? And, and this is what I've been saying about Albert O, you know, for two years now, unfortunately, because I like the guy, uh, but it's just something is, is, is missing there. He's got to, like, if he could block, okay, we could, we could find a place for you. But you can't block. There, there's just no spot for you, un- unfortunately. Well, I, I think that's well said, and Albert Okuebunam reminds me of um, maybe like a, a, a woman who's you know older and beautiful. Oh, I'm gonna stop you right now. I'm just gonna stop you right now. Don't find another, find another uh, um, like comparison. No, just, you, you can do it with a woman or a man, like a a, 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 be, a beautiful woman or, or or a handsome man who's you know got a good job. It's like how are how <laughs> So stupid. <laughs> how, how is how is she still? How is he still single? He's got a good job. He's handsome. Well, you're missing something. And with Albert O, how could you be six five, two sixty, run like the wind, and you weren't a top one hundred pick? You were a fourth round draft pick after you produced in college. Yeah, he produced in the SEC. And how come team after team passed on him over and over and over again? You're, there's something that, that, that we've been missing, but I think you've been trying to shine a light on it. I have been. Um, you know, it um, made me a lot of money last year. It That's did. for sure. It um, did. I think the other thing here is, you know, it's, it, obviously it's going to be tough for Alberto um, because you can tell the, the point of emphasis offensively for tight ends to be able to block. And he can't do a good job of it. He's probably not making this football team. But the other one is Jalil McLaughlin. What'd mm. you make of that? They got him as as fifth on the depth chart. We've been out there every day watching him practice. Zach, he looks great, right? Doesn't he? To you, he looks like he's, he's doing a really good job. It's hard to kind of evaluate a running back, right? Um, right. And so you, you you'll tell a lot more in preseason games when you're actually getting tackled. Can you break these tackles, et cetera, et cetera? What do you look like in the passing game? But did, did that surprise you that he's he's fifth behind you know Tony Jones Jr. fourth, Tyler Batty uh, is third, and then P Ryan and Javante. Yeah, I, I think there's two things that I could point to because you're right. When we've been out there, there's been a handful of times where it's like roster check. Like who 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 is that number? Uh, uh, what number is he? Thirty eight. Thirty eight. Like who's thirty eight again? He's just so some speed. Oh, that's that's Jaleel. That's yep. Youngstown State. Yeah. That's, shout out the Penguins. Um, my guess is one of two things. One, that's just how he's treating the rookie running back. They're like these other guys are have more experience. That that's the tiebreaker. You're last on the depth chart. Um, and the other thing is um, just missed assignments that I can't pick up with my own eyes, but the coaches can when they watch the tape. Like, dude, you're in the wrong spot again. Perfectly okay with you making that mistake once, but it would have to correct it for a third time here in camp. You got to figure this out, or we'll figure it out for you. Are you just speculating on that, or have you seen them have no, correct him? No, I'm just speculating. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, okay. and that could be, you know, certainly because um, you know Sean Payton's emphasized that, like, hey, we'll, we'll correct it once, but like if you continue to make your, the same mistake over and over, look, that bus is going to continue to move. Uh, you want you're not even a drafted player, right? Uh, so. We got to remember that we're kind of acting like he's a first round pick, right? Jaleel McLaughlin, but right. I, I think he's had a good camp from 
our perspective, right? But we don't know everything that goes on because, you know, as we have learned, Zach, sometimes you try to throw in completion. That's right. right? So we don't know everything that's going on out at practice. Um, but certainly, I, I think, I think, I think, hopefully, hopefully, because we don't know, hopefully it's the first one. Hey, you're a rook. It's the first death joint. It doesn't matter. We love what this kid is doing. He is going to make this football team. 99% sure he's going to make this football team. Now I'm talking about like Sean Payton. Yeah, yeah. But I, I want to humble him. I don't want to. Like you're not going to put him third on the depth chart in front of Patty and, and Tony Jones Jr., veteran players already. No, no, no. But in our eyes, like he, he he's yeah, in front of those yeah. guys. And we really like this guy. And I, and I already envision what I can do with him. He's going to be our joker. Mm, Forget you, Dolchitz. Mm, it's going to be Jim, Jalil McLaughlin. He's going to be our joker now. He's going to be our Alvin. He's going to be our Darren Sproles. That's who this guy's going to be. I really love him, but guess what? He's a rookie. He's a rookie. Come on, I'm going to keep him humble. Yeah, I want, I want him to. I want him to. You know, think that he's he's fighting and clawing still, right? I mean, what would the look I like be? That. What would the look be if they had him third? Just think about that. Those other veteran guys would be like, wait, what? Already? Like we like haven't even got tackled it. yet. I haven't even been able to show right. who I am as a back. you got to surprise cut the veterans. You don't want them going in the tank right now. And, and, you, and you keep the young guy hungry. There you go. I think that's probably what it is. Hopefully that's what it is. Um, but he, he's looked great at camp from what we've seen, and hopefully he looks uh, great um, again tomorrow night. That'd be fantastic. Well, uh, really, I can't wait to come in here tomorrow and do game day stuff. Fill in the blank. Look at some, you know, I don't know if there'll be props for the game. Probably not. No, just no, talk about the no number, props. the total. Yeah. You know, do, do our fill in the blank for the first time in the 2023 season. That'll that'll be exciting. There were no surprises on the defensive side of the depth chart. The only one that was even minorly quizzical is the starting um, right safety is Kareem Jackson or Caden Stearns. And it's really not because we've been out there and we've seen – Caden Stearns taking a lot of first-team reps. But also, you know, it could be Kareem Jackson. Yeah. They said they might have a package where both of them are in the game, things like that. And, and Kareem's a veteran player that's been a starter forever. You show some respect there. And, again, you know, Caden's a young guy, and you still got to earn it. You, you, you're really not a starter yet. You got to continue to perform at a high level. So um, I'm not all that surprised um, by that. I, I would have been surprised if it was Caden and then Kareem was sure, second team. Sure, sure. Okay, uh, good stuff there. Good conversation um, about uh, that depth chart that came out here uh, within the last 48 hours or so. Uh, a lot of us, Stokely and I included, like to throw a couple bucks down on a game to make it more interesting. But there's a difference between that and what a household name uh-huh. has been doing for the last three decades. Hang tight. It's next. You're listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station, 1043 The Fan. <laughs> A lot of games tonight. Um, the wife is doing back to school night for her school, which means I'm on daddy duty, which means. Um, the game will be on. 
Let the kids do whatever they want while daddy gambles. <laughs> That's what it means, right? Oh, and take care of your sister. Yep. I'll be upstairs. <laughs> Got to figure out this uh, five-leg same-game parlay. Uh, Dodgers, huge favorite tonight, hosting the Rockies. Uh, Kershaw on the mound. I saw that. So I'm yeah. thinking about taking maybe Dodgers, linking them in with something, you right. know, another favorite, something like that. Um, this is his first game back, Kershaw, in a while? Is it? I think so. Yeah, I think so. So he, yeah, he's been hurt or whatever. And so I'm a little bit. I mean, it's like they're minus like three something. Zach, I, I saw it last night. I know minus three something. And they got Ty Block starting starting the game. Is he isn't he I, a reliever again? I have no idea who he is. I, honestly, I don't. I don't know. Probably um, half of the Rockies, half of them, I would uh, say, something like that. I, you know, half the Rockies. You do. Just some of these new guys. I don't know. Some of these new guys have been called up this year. Yeah, well, that's we true. We traded Crone yeah. and, you know, uh, Gritchick. And um, so it's like I, I might be, uh, you know, overselling a little bit, but there's a lot of guys I don't know. Like some of these pitchers that were showing up, I'm like, nope, never heard of them. Is, is it a reliever reliever game here for the Rockies? It, I, I think it is. I think it is. Um, anyway, whatever. Yeah, that's um, enough Rockies talk. Yep. Uh there's a, there's a difference between throwing a couple bucks on a game, making it interesting, you know, hopefully being responsible as we and, and our listeners are. There's a difference between that and whatever the heck a household name has been doing for the last 30 years. Holy moly. I know a lot of you guys saw this story front page of ESPN this morning. Phil Mickelson. And I can't believe this is a sentence. Phil Mickelson bet more than one Billion dollars on football, basketball, and baseball over the last three decades, and even allegedly attempted to place a $400,000 wager on Team USA in the 2012 Ryder Cup, in which he was participating in, according to a fascinating new upcoming book by renowned pro gambler Billy Walters. Whew! A billion, a billy, um, and he kind of go. He went in and kind of broke it down, like um, that. Like he he has like the exact number of bets that Phil made. Um, and Phil must have had like two different levels of bets: a two hundred twenty thousand dollar bet and a hundred and ten thousand dollar bet. And he has like the exact numbers that he bet on it to get to, I guess, that billion number, right? Yeah, because they're, they're citing betting records and, quote, two very reliable sources who would probably be a bookie on the other end of these transactions. Um, Walters writes that from 2010 to 2014, so this is just over a four-year period, Phil Mickelson made 850 bets of 220,000. I, I just want to say that again. Mickelson wagered $220,000 858 different times and over 1,000 bets of 110,000. So, and, 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 and this professional uh, gambler, Billy Walters, who is um, basically looked at as like the world's greatest, uh, most successful American bettors ever, uh, he estimates Mickelson endured losses of approximately $100 million dollars while betting more than one billion over the last three decades, insane. Um, whew, that's uh, obviously you got a little bit of an issue there when you're betting that type of money uh, for that extended period of time. Um, 
it doesn't matter how much money you have, you know, um, you can burn through it really quickly when you're operating that way. Uh, so, and I'm glad you said that because how much do you think Phil made in his career? I mean, they, they have it in the article. Um, I, I, hundreds of millions, uh, hundreds of millions. Ninety-seven million in winnings. In winnings, but on endorsements. The, on the court. Endorsements. Uh, on the course, yeah. yeah. Let's just say the endorsements were right. the same. Say it's another hundred million. It's more than that. Okay, but, let's double it then. Yeah. Let's go to two hundred million in endorsements. Yeah. Is that? I would say it's more than that, but whatever. Let's say whatever. 300 million. Okay. Let's say he, let's say okay. he made 300. He's like the Ron James. He's like right. modern day Arna Palmer in an advertising age. He's $300 million in endorsements, $100 million in winnings. That equals 400 million. Yeah. That's not a billion. No. And that's everything all put together. That's not your cost of your homes and all this stuff. Like you, he had wager over a 30. Yeah, oh, bit, How about taxes? Huge element there. So. Even if you just went all the way up to $400 million in on and off earnings, you're wagering more than double that over the, a similar period of time, 30 years. That is that is um, remarkable. I've never heard of anything like this. And obviously, even Billy Walter says, the only guy that I've ever heard to bet that much is me. Bam. Crazy. I can't wait to read this book. Um, you know, it's been kind of talked about a lot about here uh, in the last um, year or so about this book and this guy um, who's, a, like you said, a famous gambler. So it's going um, to be uh, well worth the read. But uh, that's, uh, that's a big, big number there, there, there Zach. Um, I, just imagine the day-to-day stress of that. Right, I mean that's that's not like that's just stressful to me. I don't know. I like can you yeah. can you just operate where it's not stressful if you lose, you know, like uh, you know three million bucks in a day. Like I I I mean like how do you continue to operate and just on the golf course? I mean that would just eat at me so bad that. Um, but that that just tells you he has he had or you know a serious serious issue. I mean, a serious issue when you're when you're operating that way, placing that many wagers at that level for that long. How many days are in a year? Um, three sixty plus. Mm-hmm. Depends on leap and stuff like that, right? Right. Three sixty five ish. Three sixty five ish. In two thousand eleven, Phil Mickelson made three thousand one hundred and fifty four bets in that year. Think about how many bets a day that is. Was that around ten? I don't. Know. I mean, it's a. a, a I'd have to listen. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Yeah, you're you're you are spraying the board daily. Yeah, in one day, according to the Action Network, who's pulling it from this books, in one day he made forty three major league baseball bets. Oh, in one day, I mean, I I, I, I on a on a Sunday, and I've told you this before, like I, I like to you know write out my bets. I got like you know seven yeah. seven to ten bets, and I r- physically write them all out and right. I keep track of them, and I like you doing put that. them in the Manila folder. I do. So you have it. Yeah. So it's yeah. Nice. yeah. Yeah, and I like a good to, way to keep track of them on a Sunday. You this and is me, football Sunday. Right, right, I mean, right. football Sunday. The one day a week. I'm not right. doing this every day. Don't yeah. have the bandwidth for it. But on that one day, I'll do that. 43 bets in a single day. Over 3,000 bets in a single year. That is like, that. that's just, that is literally your lifestyle. Every single day. Every grinding. single day. Grinding. grinding. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's a tough life to live there. Yeah. Totally. I think for for you know ninety nine percent of us it would be. I don't know. You always have the the, the people that just kind of can roll with the punches and like it is what it is. Um, but man, that would just suck the life out of, of you, course, right? That's just course. that's just not a good way to live uh, operating that way and losing that mo- that much money and gambling that much. 
Like I like to have a little fun with it. Throw, yeah. a, throw a, like you said, throw a few bucks down here, or there, and uh, unless I'm really chasing this, then it's got to got to be more, more, more. Um, <laughs> but like, like you know, it's just a couple bets here and there. And uh, but to be grinding like that, it's um, he tried to bet on the Ryder Cup that he was playing in. Four hundred grand. You're not supposed to do that. No. Oh. And apparently, Billy Walters <laughs> said, said he said I'm not, I'm not taking it. Yeah. He goes, you are an idiot. He goes, don't you know what happened to Pete Rose? Look what you're doing. And he wouldn't take it. But he also doesn't know Phil got it in elsewhere. Right. Because he had two two big two uh, big shops that he used to shop at. Yeah. Um. Very interesting, man. You know, that's the thing though. When you start going down that rabbit hole like that, that like nothing is off limits. Like right. you're just trying to get action. Right. And you know you're not betting, you know you, you try to justify in your head you're not betting against them right no, I'm not betting I'm betting yeah, for us betting on and us. they lost and they lost by a single point yeah oh my gosh crazy crazy and you know what the most surprising thing about this whole thing is that you said you were going to read a book I did that's unbelievable I might do audio though I might <laughs> do the audio book yeah so one point five speed yeah all right which Broncos have had the best camp so far heading into the first preseason game tomorrow night. We'll go over the candidates coming up next. It's Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. Get some off my chest really quick, and I just I just said it to you off the air, and I'm just gonna, just gonna share it. My least favorite thing to see on the dude, I watch like four channels, okay, maybe five. Watch like four or five channels on TV. We're cutting the cord soon. I got got we're doing YouTube TV, um, but I watch like four or five channels. ESPN is one of them. ESPN two is another. FS one's another. That's that's my wife. She she oh. she loves the Bravo. She watches one channel. Like, in the most literal sense, she watches a single channel. It's Bravo. HGTV? No, Bravo. I, I, I could get down with some HGTV. Okay. I like the reno stuff. Okay. From time to time, I'll, go, I'll do Animal Planet or Discovery, something like that, to just, like, zone out before I transition to my, um, to my pro wrestling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I cannot stand on my TV during the year is this time of year when I flip to ESPN and I see the little guys playing baseball. It's no disrespect to the little guys, the little leaguers, the little league World Series. Oh, you're down on the you're no, down on the kids. I I love the kids. Zach I'm hoping the kids. I, I wow. hope they have a great. Uh, uh, love uh, the kids. Uh, you hate, hate the, the no, kids. you hate the kids too. Um, <laughs> but I hope those kids have so much no. fun in Cooperstown and all the stuff. But it's free labor on TV for little guys, little kids. But more so, more so, just selfishly, yeah. I just hate watching little kids play baseball on national television. I just don't like it. I know someone's like someone's driving the car. Yeah, and they're, like, they're like, you sound like a total jerk. Right. Kids, why wouldn't kids love to be on TV? I'm sure they do. I'm sure we, we all love to be on TV. Little League World Series been American state, but it's like, it's like the hot dog eating contest. It's Americana. No, the, 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 the and, difference is the hot dog and, eating contest lasts 10 minutes. This thing goes day after day after yeah, day kids, after day. It's just kids having, young kids having fun playing baseball. I hope wow. that's happening in all what 50 is, states. It just doesn't wow. need to be on ESPN. I, I, oh, my gosh. Someone out there agree. Do I sound terrible here, Kistner? I'm with you. you you're, okay. I mean, what? I, come on. What? 
Get Little Johnny off the TV. Why? I, because I don't I, understand why. Just put a, something else on there. Others, whether it's live programming or a debate show or just about anything else. But, but is it is it for you? Because like you think they're like monetizing the uh, kids. That's also true, but it's secondary for me. It's just bad content for me. I don't want to see eleven year olds play baseball on national We're television. We're trying to win the uh, like little league. Um, um, uh, World Series, right? I mean, we're going against Japan, and you know, um, and, and so it's like a national pride thing too. That's kind of cool, and we're able to do it. And, and I thought um, this was just like hometowns against each other. I didn't see like USA it, versus Japan. No, it is. It's hometown. Like it's it's it. And then you have an American um, winner, and then that American winner. Now the the other teams come in to Williamsport. And then you're, you're fate, right? You're, you're facing off against Japan. and Hey, that's um, perfect. Put that on else. TV. Or whoever, no, whoever comes out of that bracket, you face off with them for the championship. I, I'm okay with putting that on TV. But just all the rounds day after day leading up to that point, it's just like I just think it's 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 bad content. That, that's all. Um, Down on the kid. I'm, yeah, I've never heard anything like this. <laughs> you going to let your kid play baseball? You don't like baseball? No. I, he plays, He's already played T-ball. He's got in the but backyard. But you made him quit. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, which wow. Broncos have had the best? I maybe should have just left that for off the air. I, I, I think so. I think so, Zach. Uh, that's, yeah. Don't have to sweat every awareness. Pitch. That's right. That's right. You should have just left that one because you're not going to win just now. Take that one. Like no, I know. I, you know what? You're actually you right. Like There's kids. not a way for me. But I know someone out there, in addition to me and Kistner, agrees. Uh, it's like, yeah, I can't stand when I turn that on. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I love watching. I got American pride. It's, it's about the U.S. and it's about these young kids just having you know having fun out there playing baseball and brings it back to my youth. And uh, I just really think it's it's a, it's a great thing. Who's your uh, who's your favorite team in the tournament? Um, in the tournament? Yeah. Oh, usually Louisiana has a, um, a a team down there, so I pull for them. But every year it's different, Zach, because they don't roll the same teams out there. So it's different kids. They get different opportunities every single year. Um, and I, I'm sure it's probably like the highlight of their youth, and you want it to be taken away. Go figure. Which Broncos have had the best camp so far heading into the first preseason game tomorrow night? If you if you're going to isolate three Denver Broncos, who, in your opinion, by whatever definition you want to go with, who's had the, the 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 three best camps? The three best camps. What what three what, players what, have what, had oh, the best okay, camps? Yeah. Um, well, I think you got to start with Justin Simmons. Uh, he had like a hat trick of consecutive days of interceptions yeah, literally. Uh, on, on Russ, and he was looking great. And I got a little bit of uh, of an injury. I, I, I think that um, might be a good thing, actually, uh, for Justin. It's just like if you're going to like have a little – hopefully it's not a big issue, yeah. you know, just as long as it doesn't linger and things like that. But he's already working on the side. It doesn't look like a major um, tear uh, of of the uh, inner abductor there deal. What do you call that? Zach? What is that? Yeah, the inner – Thigh area. What is that? The group. The what is what? The who? <laughs> a groin. Yeah, that groin. That thing. Um, so it doesn't look like it's a, a a huge deal. And then so now he's getting work on the side, which is great. And um, then you, you don't you know you don't have anything. You're not going to injure anything else, <clears throat> right? So you're playing in this game here. You're not going to go out there and hurt yourself playing this preseason game where you would be playing it. Sure. So I, I hope that this is just like ends up being a good thing for him. Um, but he had a great camp before he got injured. I think the other guy for me is Randy Gregory. Mm. He's looked terrific. He, he has looked terrific. Um, 
just, uh, you know, getting to the quarterback, his pass rush moves, but also playing the run. Um, you know, this is a guy that you, um, when you watch him out there, when he's healthy, he, he he's like, okay, that's I, I get why George Payton paid him. Um, and, and I get why Dallas wanted to, wanted to keep him. So, you, yeah, I mean that that shows that shows in a in a um, in a in, in a big way out there. He's just got to stay healthy, right? I mean, we've talked a lot about Randy Gregory, so yep. uh, don't need. But to I go. agree. But I, I agree. He's been fantastic and fun to watch. He pops like he he pops. He does. He does. He he's just and and it's such an important position, obviously. But like you watch him, you look at him, and you see. You know the long arms, and you see his get off and his speed, and and all those things. Um, you know he's got all the the traits to be a a great great pass rusher. He's just got to stay healthy and not get suspended. And if he does that, he'll he'll have a huge impact uh, this year. Um, and after that, Zach, I, I don't know who else I would go with. Really, I mean, offensively, I mean, there's I don't know. Is there someone offensively that I'm just missing because it was so lackluster for so long, right? I don't. I can't give it to a running back really because I haven't seen them do anything. No. Um, as far as like playing real, yeah, real the uh, like game like running back position, breaking tackles, all those things. They're not doing that out there, so I can't give it to a running back. No receivers have been consistent to me. Um, has Sutton put himself in that category after this no, week? No, 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 not yet. No, I mean, he had a nice day. Maybe two days. Two days, yeah, I mean, he, had, sure. he had a really nice day yesterday. Really nice practice. But um, I'm, I'm not going to – I don't want to pump him up um, uh, because of, you know, really one day. Other than that, it's been okay from him. I mean, because offensively it's been um, an okay camp. I don't know. Um, do do you have a, a, another name, Zach? And, and you know, it's like it's hard for me to say uh, Alex Singleton or Josie Jewell. I mean, that's I know, a position where they're flying through, yep. they're making hits and tackling guys. Yep. I guess I'd go Pat Sertan. Okay, you know, if we're if we're looking for a guy, because I think he's he's done a really good job. Um, so those would be my three standouts. Do you? I have you. I I have. I, I like all of them. Um, instead of Pat Sertan, I put Zach Allen in there. I think Zach Allen has been like you're seeing signs of like oh my, like that's a really good one. This dude, good this one. dude is is a player. And you want to know who else um, has had a nice camp? And you wouldn't say he's had like the best camp. But this dude, Michael Burton, the fullback, making a pretty good impact. I think he's gonna. I, I think he might be. He Michael Burton may turn into a, a fan favorite this year, like a, 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 a Andy Janovich type of uh, Bronco. Yeah, I um. I agree with you there. He, he's he's done well. He's done well. It's going to be interesting to see how they use him um, tomorrow night. All right, let's turn the coin over. What three Broncos have had a lackluster camp heading into the first preseason game tomorrow night? That conversation is coming up next.